It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Uh, have you downloaded the app yet? Because you can better, you know, watch our content from there. And of course, we got a great number of club content there for you. And 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 recently. The Ark Encounter Conference content is there for all our club members, so make sure you download the app and uh, join the club if you want. You know, throw us, throw us 5, 10, 25 bucks a month. That'd be great. Thank you. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow, Idaho's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Family homes, investments, land, new construction, or commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country for that matter, reach out and get connected with a Story Real Estate agent today. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. Visit storyrealestate.com. That's storyrealestate.com. We're really grateful to have with us today, Mr. Asa Miller, former uh, Navy SEAL operator. He's currently working as a consultant for Armored Republic, our good friends over there, and is an outspoken advocate for Christ-centered political reform. He's also uh, one of the central uh, figures, one of the central characters in a brand new movie uh, coming out this month called SEALs Beat Biden, all about um, the the fight of of the Navy SEALs against um, Biden's um, uh, COVID mandates. So, Asa, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Absolutely, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell us tell us your story first of all. I mean, I, I think um, obviously I, I, I'm guessing that that is going to be a central part of uh, the film. But um, tell us about your time in, in the service, and then and then kind of what went down for you in uh, in in the COVID, in the COVID insanity. Yeah. 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 So brief background, grew up um, in the Marine Corps. My dad was in the Marine Corps for 27 years. So I grew up a military brat. Um, the service was always a big thing. Being a patriot was always a big thing to me. Um, and then when I graduated high school, messed around with college for a semester, joined the Navy and went straight through um, the, the SEAL pipeline, if you will. So I had finished that and was on my first deployment um, or finishing my first workup to go on deployment when COVID kind of broke out around America. Um, so there was that weird shutdown period um, when no one no you know really knew what was going on. And then it seemed like we were kind of you know 
uh, up and up and out, um, coming out of it. And, um, that's when I went on deployment to Somalia and that was back in 2020, the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And it was during that time when the vaccine started coming out. Um, first it was the Johnson and Johnson and a few weeks before the, the first doses were made available. Um, there was a, there was a COVID outbreak, um, while I was on deployment and a couple guys tested positive, you know, a couple of runny noses, that type of thing. Uh, and in Somalia? Um, no, in Somalia, in Somalia. Yeah, okay. yeah. Surrounded by, you know, hundreds of locals, you know, like if, if there's going to be a spot where a deadly virus was going to get you, it'd be, it would be Africa. And yet, you know, there was no real issues over there. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, no need to shut anything down. Like I said, we were all mission capable still. And yet our military leadership decided to put everybody into solitary confinement. Um, so even guys who were, you know, had tested negative or, you know, were asymptomatic, everyone got shoved into solitary confinement, um, for 10 to 14 days. Um, no Wi-Fi really, um, their, their meals were brought to them, tiny meals. Like they were telling me stories of, you know, they got like one or two sausages and an egg. Thankfully for me, I was, uh, at an outstation at the time that was kind of at our main central hub. Um, I was at an outstation with a few other guys. So away from leadership, we kind of had free reign over, um, how we implemented our policies. So, you know, we spent the time working out in the sun, um, getting fresh air and being <laughs> relatively healthy individuals. Yeah. And, um, so this sounds I had so a great stupid time. so far. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I had a great time and, you know, I was, you know, getting a random, you know, Snapchats or, you know, signal FaceTime calls, if you will, telling me like, Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It's miserable. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I go back to Djibouti was the base where they were at. And as I came back, that's when the J and J vaccine got released. And every, like we had maybe 24 hours to talk about like, Hey, are we going to get it? Are you not going to get it? What are these things? And I was like, vaccination, like, yeah, I've been vaccinated in the past, but like that was with tested stuff. Like, um, you know, I like knowing what goes in my body. Most of us are pretty into fitness and health. And so I was like, I'm not going to just go get this thing when I'm completely healthy. I've tested positive twice, never been sick. Like I don't need a vaccine. Um, and a lot of the guys who had just come out of solitary confinement, though, had heard rumors like, hey, if you don't get vaccinated, you won't be getting back on the military airplanes to go home. And wow. we were due to rotate out in a few weeks. Mm. So obviously, you know, for me and the couple guys who I was with, we, we didn't feel that pressure because, like I was saying, you know, we were having a good time spearfishing and <laughs> everybody else was locked down. So we didn't get it. And, and everyone else who had been in solitary day one, J and J comes out, they went and got jabbed. Um, cause they wanted to go home and they were, they were terrified of getting stuck in solitary mm. confinement instead of going home to see their families. Wow. So that's kind of when the first, uh, you know, red flags start popping up, like, wait a minute. Okay. Wh why wouldn't we be able to go home? I was just on a, you know, an aircraft flying back here. Like there's no threat. There's no risk to mission. We've been in Africa for six months with, you know, surrounded by plenty of unvaccinated, unhealthy individuals. Like yeah. there's, there's no reason for this. So that launched me into like, okay, I'm going to take a serious look into these things. And as I looked into them, you know, you see that either they contained or they were developed with abortion, you know, aborted fetal cells, uh -huh. which as a Christian, you know, that's the, that right there is, you know, a dead stop. Like I'm not, I'm not putting aborted fetal cells in my body and I'm not supporting um, companies that develop, you know, their, their vaccines on, on dead children. So, yeah. um, as I learned about that and then other things, 
started coming out like, oh, this these aren't even FDA approved. They're saying they're FDA approved, but they're not. Um, so the, the ball started rolling. And I had about six months um, where I was kind of working through those different um, issues. And um, that's when the, the, the mandate actually came down. So that's like spring of 21. By September of 21, they said there's a hard deadline where they're like, if you do not get this experimental non-FDA approved vaccine, then you're going to be, you're going to be kicked out of your SEAL team. And this is um, while you're still in Somalia. So you're still in Somalia when this man. No, no, no. Out. So okay. sorry. So that the, the first shot came out in the spring. Yep. I rotated back in the spring and okay. then it kind of was all summer into September was when the actual mandate okay. started coming down. Okay. So, yeah. um, so I think this is a good place to like, like, um, pause okay and and i want to i want to roll this um this uh trailer trailer yeah. for this this movie that you're in asa and then and then i want to pick up the story um after that so roll, roll the clip i don't know that i've ever done anything or been involved in a team effort because that's what it was a team effort that had more return on the investment than that one in which we engaged in the capital of afghanistan bell to the taliban if you want a better new normal, anytime soon, Americans need to put on a mask. He told me that there was no chance that my religious accommodation or that any religious accommodation would be granted. And sure enough, within hours, I was terminated. I had no income. I had no health care benefits. I had no job. They come in handshaking angry, telling us that they don't want to hear about our rattlesnake religion, saying that we never wanted to be SEALs and that we're not courageous enough to fight war. Anything below 95% capacity in a rate is considered critical. My rating, the rescue swimmers, we were at 89%, and the Commandant is ready to cut these guys loose over a vaccine mandate for an untested shot the oath is not for the easy times the oath is for the hard times and it's whenever you have to make that choice between doing what the constitution says or doing what someone else is telling me to do be a patriot protect your fellow citizens i took an oath to support and defend the constitution of the united states so every military member does that so if military members rights are not protected they're not protected for the rest of society these are the individuals that are actually willing to risk their lives to fight for the Constitution. Are you willing? Would you be willing to throw your stars on the table over a principle? Would you be willing? And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. And I meant it. And uh, the, the bald guy in that was a vice admiral. Okay. Um, so. SealsBeatBiden.com. Yep. It's a docuseries that's actually coming out tomorrow. You can go to the okay. Sentinel, put okay. in your email address. Okay. Um, that's, that's, and that's and begin to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Asa, you um, you know, uh, you were told that they didn't want your rattlesnake religion. Um, 
and, uh, and <laughs> what, what your Christian religion. So, so, so um, pick us, pick back up in, in, the, in your story. Um, uh, what happens next? Yeah. So up until this point, I'm kind of given my personal story, right. Of how, how the red flag started popping up for me. Right. And, and it's important to remember. And I think the, the trailer does a good job of showing this is that this was dramatically different across all the services and reserve national guard. Everyone was getting treated completely different, yeah. um, in the lead up to this because really it was an illegal mandate. And so the, what, what happened here was commanders and senior enlisted leadership were getting, you know, pushed down orders that they needed a hundred percent vaccination rate in their, in their, you know, units. Uh-huh. And so they tried to push this, whichever, you know, however they thought they could push it through the fastest, however um, they thought they could coerce people into getting it the quickest. Um, so for me, it started out with kind of, you know, rumors about like, Hey, maybe you guys won't get to go home if you're not vaccinated. Right. And, it, and that kind of metastasizes. Um, and so we fast forward, like I was talking about, and it, we get to September um, and, and we've gone through a period of different, um, different lines of effort from our leadership. And at that point, they just at my particular team, this was not even standard in my community um, at my particular team, 21 of us got removed from our teams um, and sent over to our parent command. And it was when we got to our parent command. That's when kind of the the senior leadership of all um, East Coast SEALs, which is about 50% of the force, they came in um, to that first meeting and just started tearing into guys. And we're saying, you know, like, I don't want to hear, like I, I mentioned in the trailer, you know, about your rattlesnake religions. Like you guys are vaccinated. We've been vaccinated. Like, I don't want to hear about this. Like, you know, you guys, you know, we're trying to downsize the force anyway. So you guys are helping us out. We don't need you guys. We don't want you guys. And, and these are titans in our community. These are guys who've wow. been in 25, 30 years, guys who for the last wow. you know five years of my career, I've been looking up to as like, man, if only I can achieve what these guys have achieved. What a joke. Um, because when, when, you, when you're not faced with actual moral issues, you know, we, we're trained to fight, right? That's our whole mission in the military. Right. So it's, it's easy to go and fight, right? Um, you know, there's plenty of hardship involved in that. But at the end of the day, that's our job, right? That's what we're prepared for. But when faced with a challenge that, you know, we weren't trained for actually having to stand on something, have some type of moral compass, have some type of worldview um, other than ourselves, it, it, it revealed that there's some serious rot in the military. Um especially in senior, senior ranks. And so that's kind of what this whole story is, is getting across is that, Hey, the political takeover of the DOD, which is supposed to be a a political institution, um, is very real. And it, and COVID is a great example of that. Um, but by no means is that the only example. And as we fast forward, the, the rest of the series will go into kind of the, the abortion issues we see that Tommy Tuberville is fighting in the Senate yep. where they're trying to circumnavigate the, uh, the Hyde Amendment and, and basically fund abortions. Yeah. Um, we also see transgender surgeries. Basically, deviant behavior is being lauded in the military. Um, it's being promoted. And people with character, people with religious convictions, right. um, and, and not just my own, you know, like this goes to you know, Catholic, um, people, people, you know, of any religion, really any type of moral character that doesn't allow them to just fall in line. Those guys are being targeted and persecuted. Um, and that's, that goes against the constitution. We have first amendment right to, to religious liberty. So did you get kicked out of the, uh, seals? What happened to you? Yeah. So 
start in September, we get removed. Um, we reached out to, um, thankfully we had some, some pastors in our network from just guys previous, um, who, who went to their churches previously before joining the Navy. And we were able to kind of form a team. Um, and that, that comes from the guys who are at the Sentinel. It kind of goes out to Apologius um, Church in Arizona. Yep. And they were able to bring in some lawyers, um, specifically Davis Younce was huge for that. Yep. Um, I think you guys, you interviewed him with oh, yeah. his Stand With Warriors organization. That's so right. they came in and we kind of had a, we finally had a unified front where we could do something. Because at this point, it was just 21 SEALs um, from my team. And then, you know, dozens of other guys who we had, we knew it was wrong. We knew we didn't want to do it, but we didn't know how to fight this. So they gave us the financial and and legal backing and the theological advice to kind of frame our religious exemptions. And so we started submitting um, a bunch of different, a bunch of different things. I personally challenged uh, the order just on its face. I said it was unlawful. And then a lot of my friends submitted religious exemptions and that case actually went up to the Supreme Court. And so it took us about a year um, from the fall of 21 until early spring of 23 when the actual, um, it's called the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act was Mm -hmm. passed. And it's basically just the funding for the DOD every year that Congress passes. And they actually put, um, you know, wording in there that were, basically turned back the mandate, but it didn't do anything to rectify the damage done. And so in that year of us fighting, um, I personally have friends who got discharged. Um, Some of them have to pay back tens of thousands of dollars in in bonuses because they got discharged before their contract was up and SEALs get pretty large um, reenlistment bonuses. And so they are now having to pay that back. Um, there was also across the services, over 8,500 service members were discharged. And some of these guys got dishonorable discharges right. just for standing on conviction. Oh. And, and that more or less labels them as a felon. Like right. that affects your ability to own guns, definitely yeah. affects your ability to get you know employment after the Oof. fact. And then on top of that, when it finally got reversed, there were 250,000 plus service members from reserves, national guard to active duty who are on the verge of getting kicked out. If the, you know, if the leadership had had their way and you talk about issues with force readiness, I mean, can you yeah. imagine 250,000 service members getting kicked out? Um, it's crazy. And so the point of seals beat Biden is kind of telling this story. Yes. Kind of the individual stories to show the kind of haphazard randomness, um, that was used to implement this illegal mandate but also to show that this is, like I said earlier, just just one avenue that they are using to try and one, purge people with convictions and two, um, politicize the military. Mm-hmm. So Asa, um, that's really helpful. What, um, where is it at today? I mean, you say, you know, so there's the act that Congress passed for uh, funding um, um, the, um, the DOD and, um, and that sort of revoked the mandate. But um, it, um, what, what's the status of all the sort of the appeals? And I mean, I assume there's like tons and tons of cases still in litigation. Yeah. So again, it's kind of all over the place. So that what they tried to do was just sweep it under the rug and say, okay, it's in the NDA, it's over. Um, you know, everyone go back to work like nothing ever happened. Um, holding no one accountable, just like we saw in Afghanistan where 13 people lost their lives for no reasons. And, and not only for no reason, but because of direct 
dereliction of duty from senior leadership once again. But just like that, they try to sweep it under the rug and just say, go back to work like nothing ever happened. Um, my contract ran out. That's why I got out. Um, I could have reenlisted, but I don't feel like um, the the leadership um, belongs stable. <laughs> and, and stable. Yeah. And I know that as an E5, E6 in the Navy, I don't really have a say in that. So I wanted to take this fight forward. Um, thankfully, we have guys like Davis Yance. I mean, he was just talking today with a on another podcast talking about how he has a client who was unvaccinated, was in this fight with us. He's a he's an actual officer in the Air Force, I believe. And they're trying to station him in a location where they're still able to um, kind of bend the rules and mandate the vaccine. And so they're taking this unvaccinated person mm. and trying to station them in a billet that requires the vaccine still. And he's refusing it. And so now they're trying to court martial him. Wow. Um, so you have, you know, my case where a lot of guys just got out. You see the retention and recruitment um, issues in the military. Yep. You have guys like him who they're still, after all these years, trying to force this vaccine wow. on him. Um, and then the the religious liberty cases, they went ahead and settled those at the Supreme Court, settled a few months ago. Um for a couple million dollars. And I, I don't know if that goes out to legal fees for the lawyers or what. I'm not entirely sure, but that's really where we stand. It's it's kind of a bunch of one-off little things. And the goal of Seals Beat Biden, once again, is to just bring accountability, bring awareness to the general you know population, yeah. and then force Congress, ideally, to actually bring these leaders in front of them and say, why did you do this? You knew this was wrong. You knew this was unhealthy. Um, the the numbers from adverse reactions and deaths mm. it, it it's black and white. There's no there's no argument there. But as you know, as of now, there's been no accountability. Um, no could, one's been fired. There, no one's lost their Asa, job. Asa, could there be like a class action lawsuit? I mean, if there's especially since they rescinded it, basically admitting they were wrong. I mean, and there's apparently you know thousands uh, who could come together for some sort of class action lawsuit. Is that possible? Man, that's a really good question for Davis. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't have my law degree, so yeah. I, I'm sure. And I and I know that there's plenty of litigation still going on in different corners. Um, the problem here, we with the vaccines in particular, I know just from my own, you know, kind of common knowledge, is that a lot of these um, organizations or a lot of these companies they are covered. Yeah. They don't have liability because it was EUA, emergency authorization usage. Yep. So they. As far as I know, it's going to be very hard to actually get um, any type of accountability out of, you know, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, because they're covered. Um, and then as far as the Department of Defense goes, I'm not really sure how those jurisdictions line up. But I know that the Congress has the ability to bring in these senior leaders, um, both in the administration and in in, in the Pentagon and um, hold their feet to the fire and get something done. Asa, is there is there any indication? I mean, do you have any connections with folks in Congress that are t talking with you about that? Have you gotten their attention? And is there any movement on um, calling uh, senior military officials in uh, for those conversations? There, are, there are several different groups working on that. Um, I know Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia. She just held kind of a field unofficial committee meeting. Because the, the establishment, to be honest, it looks like they they don't want to do anything about this because they get a lot of can you know com, campaign contributions from these guys, and yeah. that's my guess. Um, 
but it, it seems like they don't want anything to do with it. And there are a few members who are, are being at least, you know, a little courageous. They're, they're giving us, um, the time to, to speak. Um, but there's definitely not enough and there's definitely not any from leadership. Um, and so that's a problem. Um, and we, we have to keep working that angle. Any, any, uh, any contacts at all with, uh, Mike Johnson, the new, the new speaker of the house. I don't have any, I've, uh, put out some feelers trying to see if we could get a hold of him. Um, but as of today, no. Yeah. Yeah. Samaritan yeah. ministries, uh, is, uh, a proud sponsor of of cross politic and november is, they don't force you to get vaxxed uh that's right they don't know <laughs> this is the time of year uh, in november end of the year when many of us are thinking about how we're going to pay our medical bills next year before making a final decision take a look at healthcare sharing with samaritan ministries as a samaritan member you're connected to eighty thousand christian households across the nation who stand ready to care for one another spiritually and financially when a medical need arises. Samaritan Ministries is affordable and with no network restrictions. You're in control of your own health care, choosing the doctors you want to use, hospitals, and treatments that are right for you. And with direct member-to-member sharing, you'll always know who your money's helping and that you're not supporting medical procedures that go against your values. Speaking of medical procedures that go against your values, get started today at SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. I, I, I'm just kind of, you know, you think of, I mean, Asa had this like senior leadership come in the room. Yeah. You know, apparently they're over like 50% of the, you know, half of the Navy SEALs or something. Yeah. And, you know, these guys were good old boys fighting in the military, became SEALs, and then moved up in the ranks into leadership over the SEALs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd think that they're like pretty hardy, tough guys and and kind of have been there, done that, and know when someone's pulling a BS move over you. Or did they get there? By, by BSing around, by BSing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I hate to like say that, but like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, Asa. I mean, any any read on that? I mean, like, you, I think of Navy SEALs as being, you know, badasses. Yeah, of, yeah. Of like, like they, like we're gonna do what's right. We don't care, and they're like the Superman of the Army, right? You know, yeah. And and but I mean, how do you get these senior level leaders? You know, these seniors like turning on you. SEALs, yeah, turning on you like that. I mean, what what? How'd that happen? It's a good question. And my only explanation is that as a society, we've become so disjointed and we, we think that, um, that we can just do our job and, you know, our job can be who we are. That's our identity. You know, we have a huge identity crisis in, in America and as a seal, unfortunately, and, and I don't think it's just my community. I think it's across the board, definitely in the military and, and probably other industries, but, you know, just from my own experience, we allow ourselves to kind of get wrapped up and identify in what we do. Um, and obviously as Christians, we know that our identity is in Christ and that gives us bigger purpose and meaning and helps us kind of take off the blinders. Um, but unfortunately what I saw with a lot of my leadership is that this is all they've done. This is all they know how to do. And this is all they want to do. And to a certain extent, that's, that's fine. Like I, I can understand guys who get vaccinated. You know, I have a lot of friends who got vaccinated because sure. Hey, I'm a seal. I want to be a seal. Um, I don't really know that this is that big of a deal. Okay, that's fine. I disagree with you, but that's fine. Right. But when you when you get stuck in that mind for, mindset for so long, it's it just completely consumes who you are. And so we had a guy, he he was retired, but he still worked at the command. 
you know, he's kind of a legend in the community, to be honest with you. And he came in and basically told us that, you know, he was like, this isn't it. You guys are idiots. And, you know, you can be religious if you want to. But, you know, for me, I live my life like I am the the sole, you know, kind of arbiter of what's good and bad. And, you know, I'm basically God. And we were just like, <laughs> like, ah, man, what an empty life. Like, right. and I think his life shows that, um, you know, outside, professionally incredible. Personally, I don't think he has much, you know, kind of working for him, unfortunately. But I think you see that across the board is because yeah. we've completely disattached ourselves from something bigger than ourselves. And that's the whole point of service in the military right. is that it's supposed to be about something bigger. It's supposed to be about the guy to your left and right. Yeah. But we've allowed ourselves to get so selfish and so self-centered because we've become disattached from any type of meaningful worldview. You know, well, that, that I, also I, makes sense of like, I mean, maybe part of your answer, your question though, Gabe yeah. is like, I mean, if your identity is wrapped up in like being I've, just a seal, I've got to be a seal. So and, I'll do and, anything it takes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, then, then yeah. you, you're willing to like, I don't want to lose this. Like this is all, this is my identity. I, this, this is, I mean, I've worked so hard. I don't want to lose this. I can't afford to lose this. This is who I am. This is my identity. And when, yeah, when your identity is not in Christ, when your identity is not something that transcends uh, your work, then yeah, you you can't let go of it mm-hmm. because if you let go of it, you'd be like a, you're letting go right. of your your identity. Right, you're letting go of who you and, are. And also, I was just thinking, like related to uh, uh, Ace's point, like these seals were getting vac- vaccinated to remain a seal. They didn't really have a principle. They didn't really have a sure. um, uh, nothing was really guiding that decision process beyond just remaining a seal. Yeah. And I think a lot of like sin in our own lives first starts with not having a biblical anchor yeah. in something, you know, and, and it's, Oh, just, you know, just take this vaccine or just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example, but just, you know, um, this one little step in your life is not going to matter, but actually what it's doing is opening the door to great sin in your life. You know, I'm trying I, I can't think of a good example off the top of my head right now, but yeah. well, it, people do this all the time with like, I mean, just, you know, like small lies or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I, it's just a little lie. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's not yeah. a big deal. Or just a little bit of cheating. Or, or I wasn't lying. I just, I, I didn't give you the whole context or yeah, something. Right, you know? right. But, but then there's, as soon as you do that, you've opened the door to, yeah. um, to, irrationality yeah. like it's it's not based on truth anymore it's not based mm-hmm. on what is right and wrong um before god it's mm-hmm. it's you're you're playing games yeah and as soon as you start playing games even if it's just mind games and it's like oh it wasn't a big deal and i'm justifying this mm-hmm. and i don't need to tell them i don't need to make it right or whatever mm-hmm. um well there's then you're you're playing games yeah. and that's now your standard right and you, you don't have an anchor you don't have a foundation you don't have bedrock and so this comes in when you when you know like a good example of this recently and aces even suffering from this is because you as a leader should have spoke up. Yeah. You a leader should have said something. Yeah. But because you didn't say anything, yeah. now you got this mandate. Yeah. All you know, imagine if uh I mean we've said this before, but imagine, you know, an Aces scenario, what if all the leaders above him told the the military that no, we aren't going to yeah. force this Yeah, go pound sand. Go pound sand. And yeah. and that that is such a key point and I want to I want to kind of explore that a little bit here because Throughout this process, I can't tell you how many people came, um, you know, 06 or, you know, which is, you know, once, the, you know, the colonel in the in the army, captain right. in the Navy. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we have these high ranking individuals, e- even in the, you know, in the listed side, they'd come out and be like, we love you guys. Like, we, we respect what you're doing. We see the courage. We see the conviction. Like, keep doing it behind closed doors right. or one on one. And then in a meeting 
or, you know, when it came to policy making, it was like, Oh, like there's nothing we can do. We can't do anything. Right. And it's like, well, no, like if every single one of you guys stood up and said, no, right. Like we had 250,000 people, if our leadership would have backed us, you know, they, when they told us to our face, some of them, you know, would say like, Hey, we agree with you. Or like, we see where you're coming from. If they would have stood up and been a leader, been courageous, um, then we would not have been in this situation. And that right there is what we're trying to get our DOD back to is courageous leaders who are not afraid to stand up. Um, you know, in the trailer, you see, um, right. Admiral Dean, and he says, you know, would you be willing to put your stars on the table right. based off principle? And you would hope that every single, you know, in from the lowest right. level enlisted to the highest level, you know, to the president, right. you'd hope that they would be willing, you know, have some type of grounding framework where they'd say, no, yeah, like right. I, no matter what, no matter the personal risk, I'm going to say no. And yet they showed us that they don't have that. And so those people are unfit to serve in my opinion, and they need to be, they need to be held accountable and replaced by individuals who have the courage to actually lead. Because when we, you know, are are faced with our next war, you know, we don't have general Patton in the ranks anymore. And I think that's by design, you know, it's because the, the, the political leadership wants people who are just going to, nod and say yes sir yes ma'am and do what they're told because they can just get promoted they get a nice paycheck they go on to work for you know lockheed martin and and we can all be happy um and that's that's incredibly dangerous you know we look around the world and we have the largest land war since world war ii in europe with you know the ukrainian russian war because american weakness we look and see israel and you know the Hamas fighting, and that that war has been going on for decades because Centuries. inevitably, yeah. <laughs> when it, well, yes, honestly, but yeah. especially in the last few decades, that yeah. on, it comes that back to Americans yeah. being weak on the world stage, um, and and Afghanistan. I don't need to touch that again, but you know we lost thirteen people because commanders were too scared to take one shot, and think about the hundreds of Afghanis who got killed and are being killed since, right? Because right. one man was too much of a coward to make a hard decision to, to kill a bad guy. And so we can't not do this. We can't not call for accountability because our honestly, as dramatic as it sounds like our national security relies on it. And this this is why, like we said during COVID, it's like if they're going to get you to do this, then you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this. Yeah, you know, if they're going to get you to wear a mask, then they're going to bring the forced vaccination. We called that yeah. like a yeah. year uh, uh, before yeah. the vaccine yeah, ever did. came. We did, yeah. When when they started just doing the masking, and people thought we were crazy for talking about forced vaccines, yeah. and we're like. Yeah. And oh. I remember even talking about that, and I was like, "Man, that's." Too, I, I mean, I I, yeah. I follow the connection, but it still seems a little far fetched. But it wasn't. Yeah. I know. And, and, but this is why, like, in our Christian lives, we need to be anchored in God's word and not be moved around by everything that, you know, by all the waves and the, and the wind and, and, and all, the, all, all the forces of culture that could push you away from God. Right. And, and be anchored in God's word and, and be that oak tree. And as the winds are blowing and the tumbleweeds are yeah. going past you, don't move. Oh, don't move. Don't move. You know, yeah. how many Christian leaders moved? Yeah. Yeah. How many Christian leaders haven't admitted that they moved? Right. Even now. Right. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, Asa, um, it, it, has anybody come out in leadership since, <laughs> yeah. s- since everything? Yeah, a good like, question. Like, I mean, yeah. the, in the heat of it all, I can kind of like kind of get my head around, like, I mean, it's unfortunate and it's wrong and they shouldn't have done it. But like, mm-hmm. okay, it's, you know, whatever. It's it's the heat of battle, you know, sort of political battle. Um, 
you know, but I mean, here we are 2023, we're on the verge of 2024. Um, has anybody stepped forward and said, yeah, that was wrong. As far as my community goes, not that I'm aware of. Um, I know that, you know, like we have, you know, Admiral Dean in, in, in the documentary and he went through his own, um, kind of progression of like, Hey, I got an order. Um, how do I implement this? You know, is it right? Is it wrong? So he, you know, he's a perfect example of a leader who, who had to fight this and he had his own journey of how to do it. And, and I can't wait for everyone to see that in the, in the documentary. Um, but yes, in the last few months, as far as my community goes, I haven't seen mm. anyone um, try to take accountability. I think it's like I mentioned earlier, everyone just tried to sweep it under the rug and go back to work like nothing ever happened. Um, and then again, politically, we kind of talked about that already. Yeah. It seems like everyone's just trying to move on to the, you know, oh, the next continuing resolution, government's going to shut down like it happens every single year. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, no. Thank you, Asa, so much for coming on. And and, and one of the reasons why I think like documentaries, docuseries like this, Sills Beat Biden, uh, you know, the Fauci and Bargain by Steve Dace, you know, some of these, these are kind of history books. Yeah. And I don't, my kids are kind of growing up. They don't quite understand everything yet. And, and, and they might hear about some sort of vaccination that doesn't, you know, doesn't raise the level of awareness to them yet because they're younger, but these are history books that I want my kids to read. Yeah. Sealsbeatbiden.com. Sealsbeatbiden.com. Check out the new docuseries. Thank yeah. you so much, Asa, for your fight. Thank you for serving our country. Yeah, man. Thank you for being faithful, man. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're single, Thanks get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Right, Asa? Until next week, <laughs> go love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. of people think real estate agents aren't very trustworthy. The only way to change that perception is to change the reality. If you're looking for a career where integrity matters and you can guide others through tough, high stakes decisions, come join us at Story Real Estate and help drive that 75% down to zero. I'm Chris, the owner and founder. Let's see if we have a career you'll love.